do you mean I am a figment of your imagination? I feel real. I feel like I know what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Falzerin, Mullen, and Dreg perform the ritual of catharsis to free Hulsa from Isabella's grasp, allowing her to form a new connection with Shakara and Campbell. Their business in Pisces nearly concluded. The party speaks to the mayor, warning her of the potential Neogi threat spreading across Aspara, before departing for Drukal in search of Samuel's amulet. Yes, some past events mayhaps were a bit... extreme. But that surely does not lead one to the conclusion that their whole world was concocted by one deranged individual. I must think on this as the adventure continues. Departing the Pisces livery yard atop your newly acquired steeds, the four of you, Halsa, Drag, and Mullen, set forth westward towards Drukal, having chosen to avoid the main roads of Aspara, opting for the fastest route. Your journey will take you through the hills that lie between Pisces and the Tainted Lake. The rains from the morning storm have let up some. Now no more than a, a light drizzle as you travel. You can clearly make out multiple sets of wagon tracks that uh, have kind of muddied up, muddied up the soft grasses of, of, of the hills as you kind of enter where the elevation starts to rise. So sinking in a couple of uh, inches into the muck in some places. Again, the ground isn't a soft from, from kind of the heavy rains, right? Seems like this route has been quite busy as of late. Is there any chance from the back of my horse I can sort of look around and see if there's any unique tracks uh, following along the side of the wagons? Absolutely, if you want to give me a survival check. Now, do you want to, you're just kind of cursed, you're just staying on your horse, or do you want to get down and stop and inspect more i think i'm just going to look around and if something you know draws my attention i go oh it looks like orcs or something to that effect then i might uh i stop at that point but uh i have a six okay <laughs> so uh everything's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in addition to the like the wagon wheel marks there's of course some uh like hoof prints from horses that would be pulling them and some some boot prints uh like from humanoids but nothing uh, that's like from some type of monstrous being that you you uh, recognize. Okay. We don't have wagons, though, right? No, so just you're horses. just on your horses, right? Yeah. Seven of you. Shaft, you are from Ducal, correct? Uh, I'm not, well, from Ducal, but I've lived there for quite some time, yeah. And do you have any ideas on how we are going to track down this amulet? Well, there's a lot of shady places in Dracal. I mean, it could be anywhere, but I got a few ideas. I mean, when we get into town, maybe I can go ask some of my, uh, how should we say, acquaintances. And uh, possibly they might be able to lead us somewhere. That is good. I myself have never been there. Yeah, like most big cities, it's uh, it's got it's got people you got to look out for, for sure. I'm curious if the Niyogi are in Jukal now. Didn't really didn't really get much evidence of them when I visited all those months ago. Now Shaft, are you gonna be leading us through these hills? Are you familiar with this with this pathway? Oh yeah. I mean it looks like the, the trails 
going pretty well the the best course we can we can stick on the trail right now but uh yeah if we need to get off i can uh i can get us through i wonder if these are made by the paladins like maybe they already have been making trips back and forth uh yeah could be i mean i don't see anything odd about it humanoids could also be the neogi we should keep watch the neogi they they have like a unique kind of footprint, right? Not if they are inside the wagon. Oh, good point. Right. Would I know what roads they took before? Uh, I would say that both uh, encounters that Shakara and Mia have had with the Neogi in the back of wagons, they have been on the main roads. That's what I thought. Okay. Well, who knows? Maybe they needed to speed the process up from what I remember, they mostly use the roads. Um, on our way, are we passing by close to the cave exit that we came out of where the Neogi were down inside? The exit is a little further north than where you're currently heading through. If you would like to go and investigate, it would veer you off track a little bit. Hey, uh, I, I look over at Falzerin. You remember where we came out of the cave where the, the Neogi were? I sure do. I think it's just up north here a little ways. I mean, I look over at Mia. If you want to see if there's some Neogi there, it wouldn't take too long to oh to go take a look. Is that wise with our current entourage? Well, I think maybe uh, we set up camp and the four of us could go. Leave the others here. Just a scouting mission. We don't need to go in and, and cause any controversy. Just see if it's got any worse than the last time we were there. So what did you see last time you were there? Well, there was uh, orcs that uh, looked like were somewhat mind-controlled. They had uh, tattoos on their forehead. Okay. And there was a, 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 a spawn of Neogi down in the tunnels. Falzern, you've you burned a few of them. The, the eggs, right? Yeah, I... I wouldn't be opposed to doing a bit of a scouting mission like you are saying, Shaft, but but I agree. I don't I don't think we want to dabble with any confrontation with these Neogri. They're a very formidable foe. We all have our circlets, right? I point up at my head. <laughs> right. I guess my point, Shaft, is that like, what benefit could this give us? As much as I really want to investigate the Neogi, we're on a tight timeline here. No, I, I, I get you. I'm just saying we're not that far away from them, and if they're spewing out of that cave, it, it might be a little bit more uh, of a problem than we're, we may... Like you said, hell, they may be in Dracol already. I, I yeah. agree with Shaft. I think we're, we're going to be fairly close to that location, and it wouldn't add too much time to our journey to just take a look at what's happening there. It, it could be very useful information for us. Shakara, any thoughts? Only my concern. And I nod my head towards the other three. Halsa and Drag and Mullen. Yeah, we won't be far away. And we won't be long. Only if we won't be long. Just kind of aim us that way, Shaft. Yeah, I think I'll sort of steer that direction. Um, but keep a, a good distance where I know we have maybe a half hour walk there or something to that effect. 
Sure. So you're so okay. So you're gonna basically take the horses until about that distance on foot, and then just leave Halsa Drag Dragon Mull in there to tend them as you investigate. Right. Follows and you can tiny hut them if we want to be uh, extra. Oh no, you can't because you got to stay there. <laughs> right. He would have to be in it. Yeah. So you're 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 new kind of you're veering off. You're you're now moving. Kind of this cluster of hills is kind of in the northern section. And now you're actually kind of moving parallel with what would be one of the main roads connecting Altenschick and Pisces. Now it's not quite visible again because you're still amidst this these uh, the elevated terrain, but that is about the direction that you're you're traveling. And yeah, you find a, easily find a, a, a suitable site to to uh, let the horses rest and uh, leave your three companions to to investigate the the cave opening. Is the spot that we left and, like, the timing that we're camping suspicious at all? Or, like, is it kind of, like, where we normally would stop? Do you know what I mean? Like a day's travel? Uh, well, at this rate, you have been traveling for about uh, two hours or so. So okay. you're not even that so far to travel. Into, yeah, into so for, to travel for two hours and then camp. Shaft, maybe we need to, maybe we need to tell them something. Like, to just camp after two hours travel? Well, they can just stay here and chit-chat. We don't have to stay here for the night. Actually, Drag, uh, if anything, if you... It's, uh, we try to get in a, an area where we sort of have a good view up on the hills, where okay. you can sort of see if anything's coming from a distance. Okay. Uh, hey, Drag, if, if you see anybody coming, just send us a message. I'm, we won't be far. I'm sure we can we can think of something. We'll be, we'll be fine. Before we take off, Sparky, come to me. And I want to just uh, hold Sparky and say, Buttercup, Sparky, Sparky, Buttercup. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Wait a second. Have they not met? <laughs> nope. Sparky. <laughs> Sparky, you know, kind of tentatively kind of flits over to, to Buttercup and Buttercup bows his head. Buttercup is her, a, her head. Buttercup bows her head. A little bit and kind of like whinnies and snorts and uh <laughs> buttercup kind of settles onto uh sorry sparky settles onto buttercup's saddle and they both seem content to do so if you have need of us quickly send sparky halsa gives you a quick nod and she just kind of you know crisscross applesauce down on the on the ground and uh is ready to wait for you to come back Okay, I'm going to go ahead and cast Pass Without a Trace on us and uh, and just try to navigate ourselves up to where uh, the cave exit is. So the the exit that you uh, had left when you had encountered Orlane and uh, uh, Clash uh, was captive in that cave so, so long ago. Well within the mile, so like for your connection with Sparky, it is a mile, right? Emily, where you could see through Sparky's eyes, it's within a feet. mile. Oh, it's a hundred feet. Oh, Shoot, okay. let's yeah. make it a mile. So yeah, <laughs> I was going to take him with us, but you are outside of that range. Uh, but still, it's less than a mile away, obviously. And you can all make me some, a stealth roll as you approach the entrance. Plus ten. Twenty-seven for Falsey. Nineteen. Twenty. Nineteen. I imagine Shaft is leading the way. 
Yeah, I'm sort of watching, looking on the ground to see if I see any uh, tracks from Neogi or orcs or anything like that on our way. You do see some tracks as you near the entrance, and there is actually uh, an abandoned wagon there. Uh, it's in disrepair. It looks like it's damaged. Like the back doors of the, of the covered section have been kind of uh, blown off. That was there when we were there previously, right? It was, yes. So no, nobody or anything has come to retrieve it, obviously. And you can make me a survival check as you're inspecting these tracks. You've, you've seen them, but I'll still take a check. 13. Am I allowed to investigate as well when I see I, Oh, them? yeah. I'm sorry. Anybody that would like to do a survival, as because you, you are all the very evident to these tracks. 16. Natural 20 for Falzern. 15. It's very clear to you all that these are quite old. Maybe a little difficult to discern, just on account of the rains. You see, uh, again, more more wagon wheel tracks, uh, more boot prints, and more like the little like single holes. You know that the end of an insect, like a spider-like leg, would would put into mm-hmm. into the dirt. But they do look old. Uh, nothing here looks fresh. I'd like to go slowly and quietly into the cave where uh, there wouldn't be any rain or weather to have done anything with the tracks to see if I can find my own tracks there and sort of look around to see if it looks like everything's been pretty calm since we've left. Okay, absolutely, yeah. Survival again? Yep. 16. You easily pick up your own tracks uh, when they're smaller i would imagine they look like a child's <laughs> tracks, he also, right? ha- so he also has webbed toes and his left foot is bigger than his right so it's this really... has gotta be me <laughs> yeah and there you can see where shaft's third leg drags as he walks Tripod. and again the, they look very old as your tracks i mean because you only left this way so they're only one way in addition to like the cluster of uh, the prisoners that you had rescued as well uh, but again, looks like nothing has disturbed uh, anything in here, at least via this entrance since you left. So uh, nobody's came in and out since we've been here last. So I have pretty good feeling whatever was down there that you burned is probably uh, all that was there. Or at least they haven't came out. Mm. Well, that's that's certainly good news. Yeah, maybe they died. There's just nothing to eat. Perhaps. Um, let's go back and look at that wagon again, just uh, to see if we can, uh, you know, take a look. Maybe see if there's anything in there of any interest. So the doors have been stripped, torn from the hinges, as if something has from the inside has blown outward. And you can all give me a uh, give me an investigation check. Seventeen. Twelve. 14 for Falzern. Mia rolled an 18. You see a, all of you, this is fami- this scene is familiar to all of you. You see the scraps, uh, scraps of flesh and leftover pieces uh, of like insect leg, uh, like the, the chitin and like segmented legs and what looked like the shells of some type of egg as well. Clearly this was some type of, was one of the hatching the hatchery wagons, right, transporting uh, Niyogi, either eggs or the hatchlings. And you've all seen the process and are familiar with the process, Shaft and Falzern, from what you witness in this cave itself. Shakara and Mia, from your own 
personal encounters with the Niyogi in the past. So clearly, um, they hatched out of it. And there doesn't seem to be any Niyogi living in sight in the in the near vicinity. Yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like we're clear here. It would seem they have moved on. Yeah. I, I don't see anything that came out, so I don't think there's any problem. Let's, let's head back. All right. As you approach the camp, Halsa gets her feet as soon as Shakara comes into sight. Dreg and Mullen are, you know, just quietly conversing. It doesn't seem that they are, they've interacted much with uh, Halsa outside of, you know, the ritual of catharsis and how, after all that, kind of went down. But uh, Dreg kind of speaks up that that was quick. Yeah, uh, luckily, no issues. Looks like they're all gone. Shall we get back underway? Yes, let us go. We are under this tight deadline. Yes, there's no time to waste. We should we should get going. Hop back up on uh, my horse and wait for everybody else to get on and start leading the way uh, through the mountains. And I'll put Sparky on top of Buttercup's head. <laughs> I imagine it takes a second for Buttercup to get used to. <laughs> but it is your steed, and Buttercup doesn't seem to <laughs> complain much about it. I lean over to Dragon Mullen to make conversation. And I also look at Hulsa and I go, Shaft has webbed toes. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that, Hulsa. Hulsa's chuckling. Well, I mean, she doesn't make a sound, but you do see the, the creep of you a can smile. Tell. You can tell. Yeah, you yeah, can tell. Yeah, I try. <laughs> The horses you've been given seem strong and, and healthy. And of course, with Shaft's guidance through the hills, you, 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 you've been making good time. Coming out of the elevated terrain at the, the eastern edge of the Tainted Lake, not far from the river passage that cuts through the hills uh, that the juvenile Kraken had used to get to, out, to the ocean and through the city of Pisces when it was wreaking its havoc. You immediately recognize and can see the difference in the state of the waters in the shallows at the lake's edge where, you know, the waves kind of softly lap against the shore. You can actually see the bottom out to just about where the water would probably get over Shaft's little halfling head. So maybe, you know, like three-ish feet out uh, from depths as far as the water goes and any deeper than that. The darkness uh, of the black ooze, it still permeates the water. So there's definitely still progress to be made. Far out in the middle of the lake, though, closer to the western shore, which is the direction you are traveling, of course, than to where you are, you actually make out two rowboats. There's uh, three figures in one, uh, two figures in the other. They seem agitated, very animated. They're standing up in the boats. The wind's kind of carrying their yelling and hollering, but you can't quite make out what they're saying. Mm. You see that? Who's that? I don't know. I, I, really I, small. Yeah, I, I can't see far enough to be able to tell. Oh, if that's more cultists, I swear. Is it any concern of ours? Can we make out a, a language, or is it too uh, muffled? It's, it's a little too far away to be, uh, to to discern what they're saying. It is just a local dispute. 
We must be off. Anybody have a spyglass or anything? Falls and you got some kind of spell where you can see who it is? Val, how far away from us are they? Send Sparky. Um, they're probably about two miles away. Again, they're closer to the the side of the lake in which you are traveling to, right? Okay, let's just travel, you know, cautiously, and we'll get closer. See what we see. Uh, I don't have any magic that could help us in this situation, I don't think, Shaft. They're too far away. Okay, well, maybe if we get closer, you can send uh, your little buddy there. Mayhaps. Here, you've kind of picked up that same trail as when you first left the city. You see the, the wagon prints again, like the, the wheel prints, uh, kind of along this the shore of, of the lake. And as you spur your horses to circumnavigate the waters, you kind of close within a mile uh, of the people in the boat, and, and they, they spot you. They're kind of, each of them turning to you, waving their arms and screaming at you. And you move closer still, you can finally hear what they're saying. Something's in the water! Something's in the water below us! I just wave. Hi! <laughs> what do they look like other than frantic? Like, do they look humanoid? What are they wearing? Do they look like cultists? Uh, no, they're not in any type of robes or anything. They look like townsfolk. They're humans. Get out of the water! Have you stopped? Are you continuing along the, the shore? Mia's, Mia's gonna stop. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll keep going a little ways, and then I'll see everybody else stopped. Yeah, it'll be if we continue, it'll be going closer to them, right? Okay, okay, that's, keep going closer correct. to them. Sure, keep going closer to them. And you you quickly close the distance. You get to about within 200 feet of them, kind of skirting the shoreline. Further ahead of you as well, can, like if you were to keep going about 80 feet, you see uh, an overturned wagon, which is uh, set, sitting about 60 feet from the water's edge. There's c- kind of a number of dazed onlookers that are taking out, taking in the scene out, out in the water. Splintered oars and empty wooden barrels kind of bob at the surface of the lake. And again, seeing how, how close you are, just how close you are, one of the uh, panicked young men in, in the closest rowboat drops to his knees at, at the bow, plunging his arms and hands into the lake to start rowing towards the shore. Alfie, no! Yells an older man, grabbing a handful of the boy's tunic, yanking him backwards. The old man, he's, he's, he's fast, but he's a little too late as Alfie screams in agony, holding up what is left of his right arm now missing everything south of the elbow. The boats, they begin to rock violently as they get smashed into from below. And it's it's all the passengers can do to keep, to stop them from tipping over is that, you know, they throw their weight to kind of counter out the rock to either end of the boat in the water. Your horses begin to, to whinny and kind of tamp the ground as, as it begins to shake. And there's another chorus of screams that ring out from the direction of the overturned wagon a large bipedal insect-like creature crushes two of the onlookers with two massive chitinous arms a set of two foot long mandibles snapping at the air triumphantly more screams from the remaining onlookers at the wagon of which there are four then suddenly nothing as two more insect-like creatures scamper out from behind the wagon on six spindly segmented legs attached to a hairy abdomen snapping jaws of razor sharp teeth on the end of an eel neck bark out a few guttural words the four onlookers each nod turn and begin to walk towards a a thicket of bushes nearly 
30 feet away from the overturned wagon. We can roll initiative. Fine. Uh, 11 for Falzrin. 12 for Shaft. 15 for Mia. 20. Dang. Frickin' Neogis. Shakara, you are first. I So, Mia, you recognize, you've seen this creature before at the crash site outside of Barrack over a year ago. Mm-hmm. But Shakara, you are you are first in initiative. So again, to reiterate, you have the the these Neogi and these big creature things, these, which are, are it's an Umber Hulk, about sixty feet uh, away from you, and then of course the people in the water, about two hundred feet outside of shore. If you decide you can or want to do something for them, that's obviously up to each of you. Can and want are two different things. Sparky, show me what's in the water. And I'll send him up into the air. Buttercup, let's go. And Buttercup will run 60 feet. Uh, and of course, Shakar rode on Buttercup the entire way. I didn't leave her behind. And then I will jump off Buttercup and I will swing at the Umberhulk. Dang, girl. Getting it. 15 to hit. That is a miss. As your blade just ricochets off of, of, its, of its you know insect body. It seems uh, very, very hard. I'll bring my sword around and try again. And I rolled a 20. Yes, I assume that hits. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) that's going to do it. And I will smite on top of that. So that's... You can decide to smite after you roll. That's pretty dope. So 2d8 for the smite, 1d8. We're set at 8 because I crit. And then 1d8 I need to roll, which is an 8. 19 sword damage plus smites 16 plus 9 says 25 radiant damage. Nice. Dang, Shakara. You see it's it's the the chitin of its chest start to crack and start to buckle under your under your blow. Hey, I agree with your pronunciation of chitin. I don't even know what that word is. Uh, and is that it? I need to google that. I'm going to cast a uh, shield of faith which will give me a plus two to my AC. All right, very nice. That's going to be it hard to hit. It is concentration. <laughs> it is concentration. Okay, okay. Very good turn. So, Leland, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the fact that I forgot to mention that Falzerin should cast Mage Armor every morning when he's leaving for an adventure? <laughs> <laughs> it's like his I... little prayer, he says, okay? Jeez. He wakes up. You know what? We haven't played in a long time. I'm feeling generous as we're shaking off the ring rust. <laughs> I will allow you to expend a Frizzle's slot and have Mage Armor up and going. You are it's a been swell going for dude. about three hours. You have about five hours left on it. He's just saying in five hours, you're going to have to defend yourself. So if this battle takes five hours, which I might draw it out just <laughs> to punish you. <laughs> I'll learn my lesson if you do that. I promise. Well, that'll be season three, really. <laughs> I mean, in reality, we took the pee break, and the wifey said, hey, did you remember to cast mage armor? <laughs> Never happened. Okay, Miyogi are up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miyogi okay, won. Hefe ain't here. Makes eye contact with Shakara. Can you roll me, Shakara, a wisdom saving throw, please? With advantage. Because of the circlet? Wow. Yeah, girl. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh, never mind. I do get a plus four, because I'm within my own ten-foot aura. I don't know if it's going to save me, though, because that total is 17. You are fine. The effects of the Niogi's mind control wash over you with a, a negative result for the Niogi. But there is a second one who will try to do the exact same thing. So another wisdom saving throw, please. If Shakara Shaft or uh, Mia get mind controlled, Falzarin's um, making full use of the Steed's dash in the opposite direction, just so you know. <laughs> I was wondering I where you were going I felt the first one. I was more prepared for the second one. That's a 28. All right. Wow. Easy. And you see both of them kind of look at each other as the the circlet on your around your forehead, right? The little gem, uh, the little diamond inside of it starts kind of flashes. It's not a bright glow or flash, but it's very, it's kind of dimmed, but it's kind of, you can, they see, and and you, like, you can't really see it. It's, you know, it's kind of above your eye line, but a, a little like rainbow colored glow kind of gives off as uh, it, it's clearly working and aiding you against their effect. And the Nyogi look quizzical, and then they will begin to move towards the, the cluster of bushes. Uh, about 30 feet from the overturned wagon. Dreg is next. He's kind of looking, you know, Shakar just charging in, looks out to the water of the people in the boat still screaming with Sparky on his way overhead. Sparky need to roll his own initiative, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, so go ahead and do that. We'll put Sparky in, in there. Five. So he's, Sparky hasn't quite taken flight yet, but he is, you know, in the air, uh, about to move out to the to the people in the boat. I mean, everyone but Shakara is around Drag. He's kind of looking, what of what of the people in the in the boat? Uh, what can we do for them? I, I can't, I, I feel so help, helpless, useless. And he's, uh, Drag's kind of a little, he's a little frozen there. He's not sure what to do. Uh, you can see he's kind of, his hands are kind of clenching the reins of his horse and the horse is, Again, kind of taking it, almost like drawing in on Dreg's nervousness and kind of, you know, stamping its hooves uh, lightly in in the in the grass here. Sorry, but that should be hand, shouldn't it? Mm. Singular. You're right. It should be hand. <laughs> How quickly we forget. <laughs> Dreg was Dreg's just for... starting to feel back to normal until you yeah. brought that up. <laughs> just took him down a notch. So Dreg paralyzed. We'll pass the initiative to Mia. If I were to part the water, like frickin' Moses. Moses up in the house. Could these creatures in the water go through the wall that's created? It says that I separate the water and it forms a wall on either side in like a trench. They would probably fall though. So that's just I would like... imagine you could pass into it and then be swimming. Since when can Mia do all this crazy stuff? I mean, I'm a Tempest cleric, baby. <laughs> the other option is just to go crazy and channel on these Niyogi, because, like, part of me thinks Mia would be, like, so focused on, like, killing the Niyogi that she won't care about the people in the boat, so... Drag, though, is, like, making me reconsider these people in the water. All these other ones, I have to touch them. So we don't know what's in the water, right? No one's, like, told me. No, and you currently can't see anything above the waves. All right, Mia has, deci- has decided in the split second. 
to ride her steed close enough. Probably like here-ish. She can still keep her distance. So she moves about, like the horse can move 60 feet you were saying. She, she doesn't move the full 60. She gets in front of the Umber Hulk and the two Niyogi. And she's going to channel divinity. She's going to channel the divinity of Thor. She's going to hop off um, hop off the horse and put her hammer straight in the ground and cast Destructive Wave, which is a 5th level spell where any creature I choose within 30 feet of me, so I'm just going to choose the three baddies, they have to make a constitution saving throw. So you will have to move a little closer to the, the furthest Niyogi, but easily... I want to hit all of them, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you just step about... 10 feet towards the, the bush, you sh- you'll for sure be able to get all three of them and still have distance on, on all of them. So, sorry, they make constitution saving throws, you say? Yes, DC is 18. The Umber Hulk got 10. Yes. Niyogi 1 got a 21. And Niyogi 2 got a 22. Frick! Okay, well. Dang. The Umber Hulk, we'll start with him, takes the full 30 th- thunder damage. And then, so the 5d6 is 19 radiant damage. It, the spell actually lets me choose between radiant and necrotic. Radiant just makes sense for me. And then the Umber Hulk is now prone. Okay. Um, the other nice. creatures that succeeded take half the damage. So they'll take 15 and then 9, I guess. Like 24. And they're not knocked prone. Um, and then, uh, I guess I'm just standing by my horse, like... Pick my hammer back up off the ground. I did I like it with it. like a I did it with like a rage in my eyes. <laughs> Shaft, you're up. Okay, I'm just gonna you know go yeah, hit on the side of my horse and go over onto this little hill that's over to the. Let's see, what am I looking at? Well, it has to be to the north side of them, uh, over to the direction where the Niyogi are running towards those uh, bushes. And then I'm going to uh, loose a few arrows. So my first one is a 24 to hit. Yep. That is, and those have taken damage already. So I use Colossus Slayer. So that's 12 points of damage to the the one in the front closest to the Umberhawk. And then I will take a second attack and put another arrow into that same one. That's a 22 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, uh, I can only do the Colossus Slayer once. That's eight points of damage. Okay. Does the Ulmer Hulk take more damage when they're prone, or no? It's just, like, disadvantage it's, on the throws. Uh, if you're attacking it with uh, via melee within five feet of it, you have advantage against the prone creature. Oh, nice. So it's good for Shakara. It's a good setup. Is that is that all? Thank you kindly. Uh, that's... Yes, I think that's all I'm going to do. Uh, actually, I can do as a bonus action. Uh, how Does the Umberhawk look like he's hurting pretty bad? Yeah, you see like it's it's like the chest plate of its carapace is just almost like sheared completely off after Shakara's smite and the destructive wave. It's looking really bad. Carapace is another good word. So I think I'll go ahead and put Hunter's Mark on that one that I've hit, the Neogi I've hit. And, and well, you see, maybe this will change your... Uh, choice but you see like the arrows right into his abdomen it's kind of sinking on its six legs you know so the yogi have like these two like 
like a an eighth pair of appendages with little claws. They're kind of sagging to the ground. It's it's not it's not holding its head up on its long neck as high as it was. It's looking really bad as well. Oh, then I I think I'll hold off on Hunter's mark. There's no point in guessing it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Falsy. <laughs> so the one Niyogi is looking pretty rough from what you just described. And the Umber Hulk also is looking pretty rough, it sounds like. Correct. Uh, Correct. Hmm. Dang. Okay. I was going to go big or go home, but I'm not sure I need You're to. You're going to blink it? You weren't going to blink it. No, I don't think we need to blink right now. I think my comrades have already made pretty decent work of things so far. Okay. So, I mean, it worked last time. I think I am going to uh, use fireball. Count the sides of your dice. Count your dice. Yeah, so I think that's uh, 10 d12. Carve your pockets of safety. <laughs> 10 d12. As you, you know, set to flourish in this little red bee kind of leaves the end of your finger, you see one of the Niyogi react and oh, no, counterspells you your fireball. Oh, no, you didn't. But our circlets. So the red bead kind of fizzles before it hits its target. Is there not a, uh, a saving throw or, or anything? How does that I can't remember how that works. I Sorry, I didn't. Are you upcasting your fireball? No, I'm not, no. Okay, then if it's a third level counterspell, it automatically uh, counters it. If it was higher, oh, right. they would have to make a roll. Yes, gotcha, gotcha. Man, what a jerk. You were about to start a really bad forest fire. He was doing us all a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Star 5555. Yeah. I mean, look at the sign. Smokey says it's at high risk. That's that's retribution for mage armor, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Okay, Falzerin is like... Is useless as always. <laughs> pretty upset. You're going to pow... Would you no, like, like to angry. move anywhere? Are you fine where you are? Just no, like angry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna stay where I am. I like keeping a little bit of distance between myself and the Niyogi because I don't want. Uh, I don't know what range they have on their psychic abilities, but I'd like to keep some distance, just in case that helps me. Okay, Mullen. He's kind of uh, along with with Dreg. He's looking out to the water and he does have some capabilities still to cast magic. Mullen is going to start trying to swim out to the boats. Oh, Mullen. No. So you see he gets off the horse and he just kind of dashes to the shore and with the extra movement makes it, you know, 40 feet out into the water as he starts to swim. Can... Can Mullen swim really, really fast? We'll see, <laughs> I guess. Hold his breath for a really long time. Does he have web feet? <laughs> yeah. Those should help you <laughs> swim faster, Chef. You'll see. He says, he says drag, stay ashore. Also, if you can help, please. Umberhulk is next. It, again, is looking really bad, but it's going to round on Shakara. Humble heart smash. <laughs> 
The Armorhawk, much like it did to the onlookers, it raises both of its massive arms. They're like, like it's like it's like a insect gorilla almost. Like the the forearms are massive. He's been eating his spinach, <laughs> bringing them down on Shakara with the 21 and a 22. 22 is my AC, so I got my shield up in time to block the first one. Dang, you have a high AC. You take 12, 12 slashing as its claws rake across your armor. And then Ryan finally rears its big head back with its mandibles to uh, latch onto you. Yeah, that's only with a 14. Does not get me. And the bushes, which the Niyogi had seemed to be heading towards, they shake and part as a second... Umber Hulk steps oh. through. Oh, dude. Fudge! Crapola. Ebola. Right up to, to <laughs> Mia, and is going to do this, the same thing. Oh, Double claw. Uh, 21 and a 16. The 21 hits. Again, 12 slashing. And the mandibles rounding on you. With a 19 to hit. Misses. Sparky. Following... Shakara's command will fly out. How about, how far does Sparky move? He can fly 60 feet. I want him to just fly up in the air and tell me what he sees in the water, if he can see anything. So you want him to just go straight up or fly out uh, above the water? Out above the water? Um, so that would put him probably close to the max distance away from me that we can still communicate, which is 100 feet. Okay, so yeah, then that puts him up, uh, out above uh, Mullen. You have a telepathic link, right? Right, like it, yes. Sparky can, can communicate with you. Yes. And I, it's not like a like a language, right? What is it? More of a pictures. The target can instantaneously share words, images, sounds, and other sensory messages. Okay, so you, you just kind of get flashes in your mind uh, of of the boats, uh, a more you know uh, a closer look, and you just see claws like giant pinchers smashing the sides of the boat just like brief flashes of them as the boats are rocking and of course you can still hear their screams out there does it look like an umberhaul because it look different it does look different it's just one creature for sure in the water we're pretty sure unknown okay i will i will yell out sparky sees one creature with giant Pinchers in the water. Shakara, you can actually roll me a history check, I guess. Twelve. You you you've seen these pincers before when you were fleeing the underground uh, caves below beneath the lake and you were chased by the, the chul that lived in the water. The you know the the again insect like but the tentacle face and two giant pincers. I believe they walk around on on four legs. It is a thing that we battled before. Great! <laughs> also, it's ugly. Having seen her patron? Is that what we're calling? Is that the relationship, the name you're putting on this? <laughs> uh, uh, Friend. Friend. Uh, boss. Uh. <laughs> well, well, you, patron. you shouldn't mix pleasure and business. <laughs> it's just a group. Let's, let's call you her matron. 
Okay. Oh. No. Matron's no, 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 no. <laughs> Matt. Nope. <laughs> well, regardless, seeing this person that Halsa now has this intense bond with run into danger, taking in Mullen and Drag, and now, of course, Sparky out there and hearing what you say, uh, hearing what you've yelled about what's in the water, she's going to make the decision, hopping off of her horse, to follow Mullen to attempt to save the people in the boats. She will also dash as she jumps in and begins to swim. The onlookers that the Nyogi had sparked a command to, you see them continue in their direction towards the, the cluster, the, the bushel uh, of the vegetation. So the four of them are able to get just about stepping into it. Out on the water, again, the frenzied screams, you see one of the boats finally gets overturned as the, the boat with, with the, the young man that had lost half of his arm overturned as the three figures in there go in to the water. Back to the top with Shakara. Does the Umber Hawk that I'm fighting, do either of them have a tattoo on their forehead? You see that they both have a tattoo. Right above the, in between these large kind of, you know, like they're almost like fly eyes. Uh, but yeah, right in between, they are tattooed. At the beginning of your turn, however, because you make a charisma saving throw. This is not from the yogi, so your circlet, unfortunately, does not give you any benefit other than, you know, your natural aura. Well, I have a plus 12 to charisma. What? Plus my four for my aura makes it a 16, plus the one that I rolled gives me 17. Dang! That's like the lowest you can get on charisma is 17. Girl! So, it is impossible for you to fail the saving throw. You see those those fly eyes of the, the Umber Hall, kind of similar to the Niyogi, but they just start, to, you know, you make eye contact with it. And you just kind of feel this this haze try to creep into your mind, but easily brush it away. And again, the, the a second attempt from the other Umber Hulk, but it is literally impossible for you to fail that saving <laughs> wow. throw. So you are... Yeah. Completely unaffected by wow. whatever their their gaze of these these creatures. It's probably because you know your patron. I mean, oh, I'm just I'm just that charismatic. Oh, okay. Buttercup, get clear. So Buttercup is going to move away from the fighting, and I'm going to bring oh, my sword around. You know what? Buttercup will have to make that charisma check too. Oh shite. Uh oh. Aura. Oh Buttercup. Uh, she's not as charismatic as I am. <laughs> I mean, she's a horse. She gets my she, my aura affects her too, right? Yeah, I suppose she was within ten feet of you. You had moved up a little, but yes, you can apply the uh, aura. Give you the benefit of the doubt again. I'm feeling really generous today. Wow. <laughs> that always makes me a bit nervous. We're supposed to thank you now, and then you kill one of us later. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's gonna kill Halsa and Mullen. Yeah, frick. That's a 19 for the first one. They're never going to get hunted down, I guess. And I rolled a 20 for the second one. Okay. Buttercup proving just as uh, charismatic as Shakara is fine and, and maneuvers away from the combat. And I am going to bring my sword around on the one in front of me. He's still prone. 
Or did uh, he yeah. get up on his turn? It, it uh, oh, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. It would have. They had. They did have a turn. So yes, yeah. it, it would have stood up. That's a seven to hit for the first one. Oh wow! <laughs> if only you wielded your charisma as you wielded a sword. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is a seventeen to hit for the second one. Both are a miss. Crap. Despite the the damage that has been done to it. Its natural armor is still holding up. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. Niyogi. They know a little better now. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Uh-oh. Again, you see their little... Their little... They're not like T-Rex arms short. They're like as long as their spindly spider legs. But they end in kind of these two... They almost look like fingers. They're less of pincers, but they're, they're kind of... They're, they're clearly like digits. And... Both of them will target Shakara. Actually, that's not. That doesn't make any sense. The Niyogi that took the arrows from Shaft far up in the hills will be targeted with an Eldritch Blast. Two, two rays shoot out from his hands. The 20 to hit for the first one. Oh, uh, yep. And a 21 for the second. That's two hits. Why do they have such good attacks? Since when are Niyogi warlocks? <laughs> I keep wanting to call them Unagi. It is only five force damage. Is that what Eldritch Blast is? Force damage? Yeah, it's force. But it's five force damage from both rays. Not not that impressive. Five total for yeah, both? Yeah, five total. Oh, okay. They're just baby warlocks. They're still getting used to the, the blast. It's cool. All our babies. teammates are just running away to a lake. <laughs> well, the second Niyogi, who again is, has taken less damage, and moves to engage with Shakara. Actually, it doesn't need to. Rude. It's gonna stay. It's, it's gonna stay about five feet away from Shakara. Saddle right up next to the new Umber Hulk that showed up. And again, its little little arms are are moving, as as these this. These tendrils of dark energy erupt from it, hitting both Shakara and Mia. You can each make me a strength saving throw, please. I get an aura? Or no? You are just outside the aura, unfortunately. Uh, but if you count where my horse starts. <laughs> Told you not to kill me. Six. Seventeen. Shakara passes. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so since Shakara passed, she takes half damage, and since Mia Mia is since Mia is resistant to necrotic, you're also gonna take half damage even though you failed. Yeah. So you both will take uh, fifteen necrotic damage. Mm. As this arms of Hadar was upcasted, as per the stat block. And you Mia cannot take reactions. Until the beginning of your, uh, until your turn. Until, sorry, until its next turn. But that's all that it will do. Dreg. He looks over to Falzern. Falzern, please, I, I need guidance. What am I to do? Dreg, I believe the Niyogi are our most dangerous foes in this battle. I think we should focus our efforts on them. They may be controlling all of the foes in our current situation. Okay. And he 
immediately, you know, he starts to move his hand and his stump. And his brow is furrowed and, and it, 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 like, immediately begins to sweat as he tries to cast, shooting out a firebolt at the new Umber Hulk. Ooh, with the hit. 22 to hit. Nice one, Drag. Not too bad. Nine fire damage to it. Near maxed. Or, no, that's not right. It's at 11th level that you add the third die, right? He's much more adept. This burst of, of arcane energy that he thought was maybe lost, he's starting to find again. It is far more powerful than even Drag expected, dealing 25 fire damage. Oh boy, wow, Drag, dang, you still got it. Draggy. Mia, you're up. I think he's even sexier with some battle wounds, to be honest. Mia <laughs> is pissed. She's kind of on the side of her horse here, but all of them are in range. She's not messing around. She's. Going I'm sorry to... to interrupt your rage, but at the beginning of your turn, can you make me a Christmas, a Christmas saving throw, please? <laughs> and I'm still out of the aura. <laughs> Bill, you shouldn't take so much pleasure in me getting interrupted. How many hit points do you have? You'll be fine. 14. The first one gets you. That is a fail. Uh-oh. And again, the, 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 it's, its eyes kind of like flash and they almost like start to strobe as, it, as it's taking effect. It's cool. I like strobes. It's, you're not in melee it's, range it's, of me, so you're fine. Can you roll me a d8, please? Four. Your hands kind of go limp at your side. The hammer clunk into the No! I need that! And anyone that can see Mia just has it. She's got this confusion over her face. And Watch. you cannot do anything this turn. Nothing! Anna can't react. And that's our show? Shakar, please. Just let me handle this. It's okay. I'll explain later. It's all okay. Thanks for listening! The Incorrigible Party can be found on all of the social medias. Go to incorrigibleparty.com to find all the links. And we have a Patreon. Our patrons get extras like giving inspiration to their favorite character and mini campaigns. The Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. And our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for all your own musical needs by email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!